0: Well, it's the final edition of Death Taxes and Duval before the regular season gets underway. Of course, we'll have one for you next week as well. That'll be game week against divisional foe, the Indianapolis Colts. Great to have you with us alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Ballew. Training camp is coming on. The three preseason games have come and gone. The roster is set. The 16-player practice squad is set. Next up for the Jags. A football game. Hayes, first things first, let's say hello to our sponsor.
1: Yeah, appreciate John Spicklemeyer. Man, as he fired up over his uh fighting Irish Rick. Sam Hartman, Ooh. a big uh big big win last week over Navy in Dublin. And Hartman looks like uh he might be in the Heisman uh discussion before it's all said and done. But uh but yeah, give John Spicklemeyer a call. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, four seven one seven one five five, and let him uh make sure you're not paying too much for your car insurance. Uh, john can help you with that he can look over your policy and either save you a lot of money like he has myself or he'll tell you you know what you're in good shape here that uh, i wouldn't change anything but uh why not why not get a double check just to make sure that you're uh you're not spending more than you should be so again 471-7155 that is john spicklemeyer spicklemeyer insurance agency go irish john he is fired up
0: And that game was a lot of fun to watch i i guess for uh you know, those folks out there who don't want to get bored because it took like two hours and 45 minutes. I've, I've never been one to spend who big on, you know, shorter football games. I, I can see the case in the end of basketball games, and certainly it's worked in baseball. I wouldn't mind seeing more of a clock, uh, a more effective clock put on, PG, on the PGA Tour. But anyway, in football, I kind of liked it the way it was, but we're not here to talk about that today because there's much more exciting things. And and that's the Jaguars. Hayes, overall, 53-man roster. I think I had 51 of the 53. Uh, big miss for me was seven wide receivers, and that came at the expense of tight end Garrett Prince.
1: Yeah, I thought Garrett Prince was the real surprise for me uh, as well. And, you know, it was interesting, the dynamics of it. And Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson met with reporters just a, a short while ago. And, and, and obviously, Garrett Prince came up, and, and Baalke basically said that, you know, look. I think Garrett felt like he was going to have a better chance on you know looking at Kansas City's room than he was here. I uh, you know I, I can't speak in great detail of who they have beyond Travis Kelsey, uh, but obviously we understand that when you're paying the franchise quarterback a lot of money, you know they've got some other guys making big salaries. You know there probably isn't as much depth there as maybe what the Jaguars have here, where you've got you know, Evan Ingram, you've got. Brenton Strange who they just invested a second round pick in and then obviously you got Luke Farrell who they like so uh, and Garrett Prince really isn't the kind of player Farrell is so I think it's disappointing Um, you know but again I think by the time we get to week five week six you know a lot of a lot of times these stories sort of fade pretty quickly once we get into the regular season but Garrett Prince was certainly the one for me that I was surprised by. I was a little surprised as well at uh, Vohasek not making either the 53 or the practice squad, uh, particularly since now we learned Devon Hamilton's going to sh- uh, start the season on short-term IR. Uh, so that's really the only draft pick that they had that they just really felt like must have been a miss, which I thought he played pretty well uh, or certainly showed flashes and they were excited about him in OTAs. But, uh, you know, mm. but overall they drafted 13 players and, I believe nine are on the active 53, and then you've got uh, Ventrell Miller on season-ending IR, and the other two guys are practice squad. So uh, it'll be fun to see how those guys develop. It,
0: you know, it's really pretty incredible how things have turned around here. That you know, here we are talking about practice squad guys, and and probably the last guy to not make the 53. You you go back a few years and take a look at where this organization was. Uh, it is a testament to. Trent Baalke, his staff, Doug Peterson and company, they are getting better. I'm with you with Bo Hasick. I also thought Caleb Pays was real raw, but may have had a shot. And, you know, we'll see. But, you know, the other thing I love about all this, and I don't want to get too far ahead of us because there's a game in a week, but you have to understand our, our listeners, and I think they do, most of them, they're good football fans, that, you know, there's 20 – I have unofficially 28 players on this roster – who are under rookie contracts, and it may actually be 29, uh, but I I believe it's 28. And you know, with Trevor coming up and Ridley coming up, and they got to decide on so many others that you're going to be top-heavy, but you're going to have to have a ton of rookies, a ton of second-year guys, a lot of guys that are under their rookie contracts to balance things out. When you become a really good football team, the way the NFL is structured the salary cap is there because they don't want teams to be good for a long period of time. And when you have a 23-year-old quarterback who will be 24 next year by the time I believe he gets that contract done, some of these middle-of-the-road guys and and guys that are making pretty good cash are going to have to be uh, sent down the road, and and they're going to have to bring in younger, more inexpensive type of players. So you know, I have six from the uh, 2022 class and, and, again, nine from this year's class. So uh, Trent Balke doing a nice job getting some young players on this roster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Rick, how do you think it went? How do you think the last six weeks went? And you know, I'm going to ask you to give a, a grade, and, and maybe that's not fair because sometimes things are in your control, out of your control, but, uh, but just how it went uh, since July twenty sixth and the first time we were out there.
0: Well, I tell you what—it's—it's it's all positives, and the positives begin with just the overall feel of the way things look. It's like the guys want to be there; they want to be practicing, they want to get better. They're coached well. Uh, there's a real good feeling uh, that begins with Doug Peterson, and you know Trevor, in his third year, who's clearly taken over as the leader of this football team. It—it it feels really good. I—I I would like a little bit better of a of an understanding as to exactly what's going on on the offensive and defensive line. And, you know, a lot of that was kind of ripped apart with the suspension with cam and some injuries. And now with big Foley, and unfortunately the, the huge blow of Devon Hamilton going on the IR for at least four weeks, uh, that leaves a, a tiny bit uh, to be desired. But um, that's the most impressive part to me about this Jaguars football team. The, the other side of it is we didn't get to see a great deal of hitting. And I understand that that's the way things have changed over the years in the NFL. We got that real good Sunday and that real good Monday a few weeks ago, but really lacking overall as far as the hitting. And, you know, that's something they can't take a chance to do nowadays because of the risk of injury. Uh, but personally, I, I I do, you know, I, I would have wanted them to do a little bit more of it. How about you? What was your opinion?
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a really good six weeks. The quarterback looks outstanding. Confidence at a really high level for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so it starts there. You know, health wise, they made it out. I think in pretty good shape. Devon Hamilton certainly stings, and hopefully that will just be the four games because uh, he had an outstanding training camp. But you know, that's the biggest hit, and it's not season ending. Uh, losing Ventrell Miller for the year—I mean, it doesn't. That's not a huge loss. Uh, I, you know, I don't think he was going to have a major role unless Aluakin, Lloyd, Muma, you know, all got hurt. I uh, so you know that one doesn't concern me too much. So I think from an attrition standpoint, you know, I I think it was it was an A, and and then I think you look at how they did fare in the preseason games, the joint practices with Detroit. It seemed like they, you know, more than held their own. So I think, you know, from yeah. an execution mm-hmm. standpoint, I think, uh, you know, they, they get high marks there. Where I have to ding them is they were hoping Caleb on chase on Yastir Abdullah, Jordan Smith, whoever else would be would present an in-house solution to depth at edge right. rush. And it just didn't happen. I mean, nope. you know, they cut Jordan Smith. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in terms of Yasir Abdullah did some nice things, uh, but he's a fifth round rookie, you know, Caleb on chase obviously the guy that they've gone sort of all in on, uh, by neglecting to sign any of the attractive free agents that were out there. And now that group is pretty much bereft of talent. Uh, and so, you know, they doubled down on, on chase on, I even, you know, in, in talking to Doug Peterson today about, you know, what you see out of chase on in camp, you know, he talks about, oh, you know, he does a good job setting the edge and and, and things like that. And I, I'm sorry. I just I don't see it. Um, I know we've talked at length about it. So right. I, I would have made a move. And look, they still might. They may get to the deadline and, and you know, they, they maybe the, the perfect marriage materializes where there's a team struggling that has a guy that can help uh, that they are ready to move on from because maybe he's making too much money. So it's not like it's totally dead for the rest of the year. But I still have real concerns about what this pass rush on the outside looks like. Uh, And if they lose Trayvon Walker or Josh Allen, I think they're in real trouble in terms of affecting the quarterback.
0: Yeah, they are. And, you know, I keep getting uh, a lot of stuff on, you know, making a move for Nick Boza. Well, that's just not realistic under the current salary cap structure, which includes what we just talked about a moment ago, but all the players are going to have to resign. Starting next year, I, I actually thought Jordan Smith did a pretty decent job setting the edge. The problem there is he could have completed a lot of plays, and he didn't. He didn't make tackles, and if so, I, I think he would have been discussed much more than he actually was. I, I thought there was a chance for him to still develop, and you look at his size, and you know that's unteachable, but uh, unfortunately, he's one of the guys that, that is not back. Uh, with the Jaguars, and that's unfortunate. I don't know what to make of Caleb on chase on. He's given you one sack a year. His snap count has gone down considerably. They remain high on him. You know, does he make a play? Does something happen? Does the light go on? Right now I got to disagree with that. I just haven't seen it. I think to me that's the clearest, you know, that is the, to me, that is clearly their biggest mistake. You know, the other one is Trey Herndon, who did play well. Uh, In the final preseason game, uh, he had a pass breakup in in red zone. So, you know, that's a positive there. I think it's only a matter of time, though, until we see Gregory Jr. take over that spot. And, you know, talking about the way that this team has looked, you can talk about starters. You can say who played or who didn't play. But in my opinion, those three preseason games against Dallas, Detroit, and Miami, Jacksonville was the better of each and every one of those teams. They, they just looked at, whether it was first string all the way, you know, to the guys who were no longer on the club. So, again, it's a deep roster. It, it, it's a good-looking football team. Now it's all about getting healthy and, and preparing for an Indianapolis team that is absolutely, totally in complete, uh, you know, you talk about dysfunction. That entire organization, Chris Ballard's conversation yesterday to the press Obviously, he's not on the same page with owner Jim Irsay. They missed Jonathan Taylor for the first four games. You know what I'd love to see here, Hayes, is stop fooling around. Come on out. Score. Score early. You've worked so hard on the red zone uh, during the preseason here. This should be one of those games. And I understand it's a divisional rival on the road, but this should be one of those games where Jacksonville goes in there and wins 31-17 to or or something like that, and and puts them away early. And it's not a 60-minute football game. And then obviously you got Kansas City in a week, and everything changes then. But that's really what I think Jaguar fans want to see this year compared to other years where they were always forced to come from behind. Get out early this year. Control the football game. Make your opponent one-dimensional. Make them pass the football. And uh, you yourself can kind of sit back and run that ball in the fourth quarter and watch the time kick away.
1: I think it's a great point, and uh, this is really going to be a test of their maturity as a young team, and if they're ready to go up to Indianapolis and get a, a victory over a team that you're you're totally right. Right, the Jaguars on paper have the advantage almost everywhere. Uh, so, but you've got to go up there and you've got to be ready to play. And uh, obviously, we'll talk a lot about that. Uh, next week. Do want to thank John Spicklemeyer before we get out of here one last time. Spickelmeyer Insurance Agency, let him look at your car insurance policy and make sure you're not paying too much money. He has saved me hundreds of dollars. Give John a call, four seven one seven one five five. Rick, sign us out of here, my friend. We've got college football this weekend, and then we've got the Jags opening up things in a week. I can't wait.
0: Well tonight's gonna to be a great one, no doubt. Uh Florida and Utah then Sunday I'll be in Orlando for florida state lsu so whether you're ready or not it is here all right uh, he is hayes carline my name is rick balu you can get a hold of me blue 1010 xl on twitter how about you hayes
1: yeah please reach out at hayes Carlion.
0: folks that's it as always we love your comments again get us uh either uh to hayes or myself and we will talk with you next week it'll be game week right here on Death taxes and do all.